This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in Radio Land. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, M.D. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through the X-Zone Broadcast Network located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. I'm a psychiatrist. I help people with both medications and psychotherapy. Because I use pills and because I use talking, uh, I operate in both the mind and the brain. And when it comes to coincidences, you need your mind to recognize a coincidence and your brain to be able to talk about it. Keep in mind that synchronicity is spoken here and that coincidences alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. In other words, coincidences can alert us to possible causal connections not recognized by modern science. Just put connecting with coincidence, connecting with coincidence in your search engine, and you'll find my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. Would you like to know how sensitive to coincidences you are? Take the Weird Coincidence Survey on my website. Why are we here? What is the meaning of my life, of your life, of our lives? What is my purpose? Is there a purpose? What is the nature of reality? Many of us go on picaresque journeys, journeys of going hither and thither, trying to understand who we are and answer these questions about the nature of reality. Are we here at Earth University? I like to think so, that we're here to learn. And I like to think that uh, one of the major early departments in Earth University is coincidence studies. And here at Earth University and your Earth University, curiosity drives us, wonder amazes us, and need pulls us. Coincidences stimulate each of these, simulate our curiosity about the way the world works, wonder sometimes about how amazing it is out there, and sometimes coincidences fill in needs that we have and didn't know that there was going to be somebody else to help us find answers to those needs. Sometimes coincidences make people a little, little disturbed. They challenge their ideas about reality. They show them something that doesn't fit with the way they think about things. Last week, we talked with David Strabola, uh, director of a movie called What is Synchronicity? Today, it's 
my pleasure to talk with Jennifer Palmer, the central character in another major recent synchronicity movie called Time is Art, Synchronicity and the Collective Dream. For both David and Jennifer and the producers and writers of, the, of, the, of Jennifer's movie, curiosity, wonder, and need drove them to try to figure out the nature of reality as explained or revealed or possibly suggested to us by synchronicities, by coincidences. Strange coincidences got me started on this path, finding my dog unexpectedly and I really needed him, choking while my father was dying, bleeding his, into his own throat at the same time, 3,000 miles away. Events like this make us wonder, uh, make us curious, and make us think, well, maybe the way we think about reality is not quite right. Well, Jennifer Palmer, our guest today, had such an experience and many others, but it started with an experience that set her off on a journey that I want to find out how much was real, Jennifer, and how much is kind of like uh, made up by uh, the directors and writers, and you, because you were writing this too, but there was so much of the movie of your going out looking for things, trying to figure it out, that it looked like you evolved as the movie went on. And I, I'm gonna, I, we'll, we'll, perhaps you'll tell us a little bit more about that. But the way Jennifer got started with this, um, according to the movie anyway, was that she visited her aunt in the hospital and left. The aunt was in not good shape, but seemed okay. But as Jennifer was leaving, she had a bad feeling, a feeling that something was going on with her aunt. And that feeling I call simulpathity, the feeling of the distress of a loved one at a distance, simulpathity. Jennifer felt a simulpathic experience and rushed back to the hospital to be with her aunt. And in that hospital room, Jennifer experienced the soul of her aunt leaving, or at least that's what it appeared to be. And and these experiences led her to trying to understand uh, the nature of reality as revealed through coincidences and set her out on a picaresque journey to talk with people who seemed to be experts, both what seemed to be ordinary people and people who uh, consider themselves by and others consider them experts in how synchronicity works. And I think she's learned a lot, not only through the movie, but also afterwards. And we'll find out about what she's learned during the movie, coincidences she's had with the movie, and what her life is like now. And we'll be back after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. 
Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, Sacred International Journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. We're talking with Jennifer Palmer today, the central character in a great movie about coincidences called Synchronicity in the Collective Dream, or Time is Art. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome. Uh, let's go to how you got involved with this. I mean, and particularly I'm interested in uh, how much was you evolving in the movie and how much uh, is was was written into it. Mm. Uh, that's a really uh, great question to, to jump into it all with because, um, 
yeah, there was definitely uh, some synchronicities involved when you you know you write about this uh, in your own writings. When you engage in the subject of coincidence or synchronicity, uh, you tend to to have more of them. It can create uh, more frequency of it occurring, and I think it's your kind of. In inviting it into your life. So yes. the intention that we had to create a movie on this subject matter, uh, wow, we got, you know, we knew it was going to be quite a task and we knew that we wanted to do it um, through synchronicity to some degree. So we wanted synchronicity to guide us. And that put us in the interesting position of needing to, you know, create schedules and plans and write things out, but also to leave openings for the synchronicities to guide us on the project and be open to that because we knew that was kind of what we were signing up for. So on top of that, I don't think we realized that we were inviting the huge personal transformation uh, apparatus of synchronicity into our lives. It had already happened, you know, for all of us who were involved with the film in different ways because we saw how powerful synchronicities were to ourselves and to others and wanted to communicate that but then the act of making the movie uh just kind of took it up to another level so yeah really we really went into you know we really went into it together and it was quite a quite a project but i the stirring up of coincidences by being so involved with them by making a movie about them is something i i I like hearing you talk about it because it gives me uh visual images of how all that thought and experience then concentrated on the movie helped make more coincidences happen absolutely absolutely and i think that again is what you're saying about the concentrating being aware because those are the the key components to i think getting the value out of synchronicity, which is a strange word because synchronicities themselves kind of challenge our notions of value and progress and things that we are expecting from our lives. Like what you said in the introduction, it opens us up to things we weren't really thinking about and maybe weren't considering or weren't aware of. So it's, it's all kinds of monkey wrenches that get thrown into your life as well, which turn out to be beautiful gifts at the, when you look back and see, oh, well, this happened. It changed things. It was difficult, but it opened up no, that, 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 yes, and the thing with your with, uh, the events with your your aunt, yes. um, it, it, the movie portrays them as this is what started you on your journey. Uh, right. Is that is it, was that, that reality? That is mostly yeah. That's the, I mean you know it's it's hard sometimes to look back and see where a journey started. Obviously, it's our our whole lives. You know that yes. we're going through and realizing things. And I was always interested in searching out what I considered to be truth, although I came at it from a very biased kind of, you know, it's materialistic truth that I was looking for, and and I wasn't really interested or believing in spiritual things, and even the word spiritual, even saying it now, I know is loaded for for many people, and it was certainly loaded for me, it meant religion, it meant, uh, you know, people telling you what was right and wrong, and I, I uh, you know, was was much more into a more philosophical mindset of exploring the gray areas. But with that, I still kind of came to the conclusion at every point that, okay, well, this is all there is to life. It's what you see is what you get. And when we die, it's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, it's a, you know, a dirt nap, you know, and that's it. And we're done. <laughs> and so I was, you know, just that was how I was. And, and so when this happened with my aunt, um, I kind of came at it from, uh, you know, there were very strong, as you mentioned, feelings that were going on. And, and so the whole trip, we went to visit her. She was sick in Spain. 
And uh, my family, my mother, my brother, and I went to go see her. But again, as you mentioned, she wasn't in any dire situation yet. She had been diagnosed with with cancer, but it wasn't um, considered super threatening at that that time. And and so we went there just to see what the options were and talk about what was going to happen. And then that the day that you mentioned, we had left and we were going to be flying back to the States with the plan to come back in a couple of months. And um, when we were on the way to the airport, actually, we had left the hotel. I just was overwhelmed with the feeling that we had to go back. And I, I framed it like we just have to say goodbye one more time, although we had said goodbye the night before. And that was so such a I, I couldn't it was such an overwhelming feeling it was it, it was a bodily feeling which is something I go back to in the what I've learned from synchronicity it wasn't something that I could make sense of with my mind but try, my try to describe try to describe that feeling Jennifer try to describe that it was, feeling it was very very like a negative almost as though um you know you're you're in the wrong place at, you're supposed to be somewhere else like uh-huh. the feeling of being late for something or the feeling yeah. uh-huh. of missing something or you're going to miss a flight or I mean it was funny we were going to miss our flight because of what I was going to do <laughs> but but that just didn't mean anything in it anymore and I was very annoyed by anybody like even my mother and my brother being like what do you mean like what are you talking about we, we, we're not going to make the plane I was like let's just go there maybe we'll still have time to make the plane but we've got to at least just go in see her so we got the fe- to the hospital. Uh, yeah. The reason I'm asking about the feeling yeah. is because uh, I don't get to ask that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, it's not always that common that the feeling is associated with you know where to go. Because sometimes it's a it's a feeling and then you find out later something happened to somebody. Absolutely. But you, you had that feeling that you were in the wrong place right now. And right. the right place for you is, was going to be by your aunt's side. Right. Exactly. And, and that's 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 really neat just from the way you are able to describe it. I've got to be someplace other than where I am. Right. And you and you knew it. Okay. Yeah, like your skin was my skin was kind of crawling feeling mm. of just like oh, like just really negative because of where I was and where I needed to be and and I had to get there and and when we when we got to the hospital and went up to her floor the nurses were there and they saw so like we were just calling your hotel we were just trying to get in touch with you but they said you left and we didn't you know they didn't know our cell number or they were going to call it and so we we were there right we we made it just as she was passing and um you know had we been a little later it wouldn't have we wouldn't have been there with her and so that was then what what followed yeah the timing 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 so there you are right as she's passing and describe the experience please well, the, the experience for me was one of, you know, shock, of course, that it was happening. But then it was simultaneously so wild for me because I'd never watched anyone uh, pass away before. Uh, it was so natural at the same time and so supernatural feeling. At the, like they, they were one and the same. Mm-hmm. And that kind of opened something up. I, I do... You, know, you can use a lot of different ways of talking about it was her soul or there was an energy release or it was like you know scientists talk about when we die the cells kind of burst a little bit and give off energy we can I think frame it in so many different ways because I, I'm not sure uh, I mean I think it's a these things all kind of fall into the, under the realm of spirit ultimately but my, from my own my own understanding and for what was going on then I was desperately just trying to make sense of it in scientific terms, but just from what I was experiencing, just observing and trying to be scientific was a feeling of, of energy in the room Mm -hmm. that, that was almost palpable that seemed Mm -hmm. to 
kind of ricochet around the room even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as she was passing a, a flower that we had left from the night before uh literally kind of slumped over you know by the side of her bed and and i noticed it i didn't notice it as it happened but you look looked at her and then i looked over the flower and it was you know had it had slumped over and i was just is this i was like is this what always happens does this <laughs> you know is this when people pass do they kind of take this like uh, is there sort of this pressure shift that affects everything in the room because mm. it affected us and and so then it made me wonder about my own you know, am I like that flower? And and these are things I thought of later as well. And at yeah, the time, yeah. I was, of course, just yeah. trying to, to, to also focus on her. Yeah. But but these were none of these feelings fit into what I had already decided was truth. Well, but in, my, in, yeah. in the in the Jewish tradition, there's something called sitting shiva, mm-hmm. and sitting shiva means that for the 24, 48 hours after somebody dies, their body is washed. And the congregants sit around, sit around the pine box with the body in it, um, each in two-hour shifts throughout the day and night. And I did that uh, once with uh, after a guy named Joel, jo- Joel had passed, and or was and had died, and he. I could feel him being frightened. I could feel him leaving his body and sense it. Just he was in the room and scared. And he he was forty years old. He died prematurely. And and I just had that feeling of Joel being there and the comfort that the people being around him uh, could provide for him. Totally. And and I had the same exact feeling of her proximity in the hours and days that followed, and the feeling of her trying to kind of be close with us still and and i didn't have any kind of process or ritual to frame it that way which would have been you know looking back i can understand why that is extremely useful and comforting but the but the feeling i think is the same and and that sense that 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 a loved one is is close during that time whether you know different traditions give different time you know, allow, amounts for, you know, how, how long someone is in that state and that truly the, the loved ones can help them go to another state. Again, that's, that's different, different versions of that or exist, but there's a similar story. And I think it's because there is something there. There is a, a you know, there's, there's, there's more to us than, than our physical body, you know, is what I came out of the experience. Yes. With. And, and then, yeah. Yes. And this, and that set you off on a journey because what it did for you, uh, those two experiences um, with your aunt, um, was break uh, the retort of your rationality, as Jung might have said uh, when he was talking about the scarab story and uh, how the scarab shook up the patient and who became more open to uh, Jung, Jung's ideas. And that's what happened to you. You, you got broken open. Definitely. That's that's exactly the right term. I I, got broken open and I wanted to kind of make everything make sense again. Uh But the realization was that it hadn't really made that much sense before, actually. And so there wasn't a going back. And I think with these kind of experiences, that's the that's the beauty is that where you came from no longer really exists anymore. And you have to, you know, move forward Uh and and recognize that. So for me, it was also this feeling it, it was it was you know, the feeling of like, okay, there's more t- to life than our, our physical bodies and what does that mean? But also there's more to my life than yeah. just whatever seems to be happening, <laughs> like a kind of chaos or I go from point A to point B. I, that the realization that I was in the right place or, you know, quote unquote, right place at the right time out of no real planning or, 
you know, there was no way I could have known that I needed to be there with my my mind mind, but my something else knew, some unconscious urge, my heart, whatever you want to say. So for me, it also framed my life as like, hey, it's not chaos. Hey, my life has some sort of story to it. And maybe I don't know what that story is. Maybe I'll never know the full story, but maybe I can get more of it. Maybe I can try to learn, you know, what, you know, because what an, what a liberating moment to, and, and I think this is what synchronicity gives so many people is to realize, oh, it's not chaos for me. You know, I, I just thought I was bouncing around and, and actually there's something there is, else. There's something else. And the, we're coming to the end of this segment and I want to get to what this something else is and how you got involved with the movie and what the movie did for you in your life. So we'll be back after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... (laughs) 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. My guest today is Jennifer Palmer, who is a writer and producer and the central character in the movie Synchronicity and the Collective Dream. She's worked as general manager of Evolver and Reality Sandwich and has done essays about the interdependence of telepathy, about interdependence, about telepathy, and among other things, written toward 2012 Perspectives on the Next Age. She is a thinker of great thoughts and a wonderful mind. And having her being involved with this movie is a, is, was a great experience for me just watching her, but now talking with her about that experience and seeing how she got into the movie and what it meant to her and what happened during it is what I want to be able to ask you about now, Jennifer. Great. Uh, yeah, so... Um... You want me just to speak to the, 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 the movie aspect of it, to, to kind of getting involved with that? Or Yes, yes, let's okay, start yes. with that. Yes, yeah, so um, as you said, I was just uh, writing. You mentioned some of my writings. Um, what As synchronicities kept piling on after the death of my aunt, for me, the way to try to make sense of things was to write it out and, and you know, to read other people's works and to just kind of go into a period of research and the writing was was good i mean it helps you to conceptualize things but um i started originally i felt like i got somewhere by writing about synchronicity then it kind of crossed a point where it didn't feel like i was capturing it at all and i got more and more frustrated trying to write about it and kind of gave up on writing about it at one point in a kind of fit of frustration frustration which made me have this aha moment thinking oh you know this would be so much better in film format because 
the experience of synchronicity is one where you're reading it and, and everything is one thing, but film maybe with its movement and light and the, the, the combination of sound and, and imagery could maybe give some of the flow that you feel when synchronicities occur, that you're connecting with things, that the, maybe there's a layering that can be done in the editing. So I was thinking these things, and then, of course, as synchronicity would have it, shortly after I was contacted by... Katie and Joelle, the uh, producers and directors of the uh, movie, and they had gotten the idea to do a film about synchronicity and had read some of my writings and thought, because of my writings, that it would be a good fit. And I had just gone through this thought process of realizing that I didn't want to write about it anymore. I wanted to, uh, you know, if anything, get involved somehow in film, but I had no idea what that meant because I wasn't that involved is, in that, that, that That's a really nice one. That yeah, is a really it nice was a one. good one. It was a great one because it was really, a, and, and it was very close to the moment where I kind of threw my notebook down in despair. So they contacted and, me. And, like, and oh. you, didn't, you didn't know Joel and Katie before no, that? not that, at all. That's, that just makes it so nice. Although we had several friends, it turned out, of course, in common, um, you know, yeah. on the on periphery. But we had never met, and we had been in all the same places, but never, <laughs> never hung out. Uh, so... Yeah, it was great. And when we connected, um, we just connected so well. And when I when I say that, we started using the, the term uh, family, like soul family. And that was something that Joelle and Katie talk about that, you know, a lot of our life's journey right now is finding our soul family. And I like that phrase because I think synchronicity is something that leads you to those people. And as you said, the people who are super important in your life for maybe even just for a moment, you know, that yeah. just help you just realize yeah. something. Yeah. So we connected. And part of also being family is that we were able to give each other a lot of criticism and feedback and even have arguments. And we were it was just a very there was a closeness right away. And I think that helped the pro- oh, project yeah. a great deal. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we dove in and and, and uh, really, you know, I, I remember us all kind of standing by the water in Red Hook where they where they live and, and having this moment of like, you guys, this is going to be a wild ride. If we're really going to intend to do this, we have to be open. Red Hook being Brooklyn, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, Red Hook, Brooklyn. <laughs> Not everybody knows that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I live in this uh, provincial place. Yes, you do. To, uh, neighborhood names. But yeah, Red Hook, Brooklyn. So it's right by the water and um, also a neighborhood that was destroyed basically after sandy and and so it was right after sandy that we decided to do the hurricane sandy that we decided to do the the project so there was a big there was a a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on and a lot of um i mean we we had to derail some of the initial filming because there was no there wasn't enough power throughout the city to uh do, do the locations we wanted to. I remember that was the very beginning of the project. And I think just being in sync with big events like that in our own personal lives and then out in the world, it just kept kept happening. And so as we did the movie, it was I was trying to, the idea was to go through stories that had already happened to me a couple of years before, like the death of my aunt, and film them as though I was searching them now. So it had been a couple of years since that happened and things that already changed in my life, but I was going to kind of recapitulate and, and do it as if. But uh-huh. the, the really cool thing that happened was that because we were engaging with this subject matter, I kind of spiraled into another whole level of awakening or you know another whole kind of sink, sink storm, if you will, of, of things coming up <laughs> and connections and meeting people in my life that I and, – and also the, these would – the days that we would choose to film, we all had kind of crazy schedules or working different jobs, day jobs, doing different things. So we would, you know, work out the schedule was always kind of tough. 
there would be these days that would come up and I would just, for whatever reason, be so raw and open things that happened. I'd had, you know, conversations with a partner or, or things that I realized in my, my own art or my well-being. And, and I, so, so in a way it was perfect because it really was filming me going through it again. I wasn't, I'm not an actor at all. And so there were scenes where I just, I would even come there. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this today, like have a camera in my face, but it was perfect because that's, that's the experience of synchronicity in, in its full form in some ways. And to have me kind of just be the placeholder for what we were hoping would be other people's experiences, like the film in our in our greatest hope for it would be something that could kind of give people the permission to let go and kind of open up to the possibility of synchronicity. And even better yet, the film could maybe even be a little portal that would open up a specific detail for somebody. Again, because it's about synchronicity, I've had, you know, a lot of people have seen the film be like, Oh, I was just reading that book or I was, of course, you know, because if you're brought to this subject, just like people are brought to your website, brought to this radio show, it's not be, it's not it, it, that is already a coincidence you know that is already the beginning of, of the synchronicities about synchronicity so you get, it, you, one of the things i like to say is the dog that trots about finds a bone yes uh, you, you got to keep moving uh, right you got to keep moving and it, it if you if that if the dog is trotting about where there are lots of bones that increases the likelihood of more bones being found and that's true of coincidences and when you're doing a movie you got a lot of bones around you got a lot of coincidence bones let's uh, t- tell our our listeners how they can uh, get a hold of this movie oh well you can go to the the website and um there's possibilities you can either order it and have it sent to you as a dvd or you can, you know, watch it online or on demand, which is a really great way to do it. And it's thesyncmovie.com. So that's that's the website, and it has articles and some more information about the the film. What we tried to do in it, and and you'll see, is is create kind of a. Well, it was definitely always thought of as a transmedia project in which there'd be writings and and other things that would go with it, and there there have been, and there's been art that's been inspired by the film and. It's just been amazing that there's uh, the communities that we've presented it to in different ways have really responded so well, and that that's the ultimate thing is is finding finding the people that yeah, you need yeah. to find. So yeah. that's again what the film is is trying to do. And, and let's yeah. uh, let me be sure that sync is spelled correctly. S y n c c m o v i e dot com. Yes, sync, and one of the one of the the differences, uh, and people have these differences about what we call meaningful coincidences uh, in the movie, and the way you talk about it, and Joel and, and Katie too, is uh, they're they're sync. They, these are sync stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so. Sync is the word that tends to define the term. And by the way, uh, on YouTube, um, re- the listeners can look at some great sync stories also just five minutes approximately stories of people describing their coincidences it's it's really really cool uh, introduction to the idea so you here you i I love the beginning of this Uh, i'm thinking of doing something a different media says 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 you says jennifer (laughs) and and then joel and katie say well we've got this writer here uh jennifer and pop right at the right time that that is that that's 
It's quintessential, wonderful coincidence. Was that, it so, is. <laughs> so you then started the movie, and it was going to be multimedia, which it kind of kind of is. I, I mean, I, I like. I don't know if we'll get to the uh, phyto consciousness, but I love that term uh, as, as plants having consciousness that might be affecting the world, which of course they are mm-hmm. in their little subliminal uh, ways, and we're not paying attention, but we are. We're carriers of what they're trying to bring to us. But absolutely. In between, that's the latter part of the movie. Tell, tell us something about the in between part of the movies. You've described how your feelings were actually real for the movie, even though they were describing some things that happened in the past as well. So, what are some of the the great experiences you had doing the movie? Well, again, it was a question of um, you know we started out with like such a small budget, which I mean, we never got a big budget. We raised some money along the way and it was like, well, who can, who can we talk to? Who can we get? And I'd known people through reality sandwich and, um, evolver, which were transformational culture magazines, online magazines, and also communities that kind of branched off from that. So we had a short list, but then of course, synchronicity just guiding us along the way, just kept bringing us to, to more and more people like, uh, you know, even bigger names like Rupert Sheldrake and Graham Hancock uh, and uh, other artists and, and community organizers that we, we just were like were dreams to get. So being open to that and being uh, just kind of like, a, like, wow, we're, we're going to do that was was, uh, you know, part of the 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 sinks on top of sinks like it would just so happen I was working in an, on another project with somebody and they mentioned that they were going to be doing a synchronicity conference. Gary, in, are you talking about Gary Bobroff? Gary Bobroff, right? And we we were working on something totally different. And he, he, he was on yeah. he was on the show too. So and he was right. in the yes he was in the movie and he's yes. and he's an amazing guy who uh, works with a lot of Jungian archetype archetypal knowledge kind of unpacking that for people to better understand their and own he own. and he put together a conference in the desert of California that uh, you found out about as you were doing planning the movie as I as I understand it yeah he was again we were working on something totally different together and he mentioned that and I was like oh wow and even after he mentioned it I just kind of had it in my head because at that point we had filmed what we thought was the main chunk of the film Uh and we're ready to like kind of close it up with b-roll and and I, had, I went to Katie and Joel, and I said, you know, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I think we should uh, put our name in to, to film the conference and then also get access to the people at the conference to film for our movie, it's, you know, which is an incredible amount of work but an incredible opportunity. And I didn't know how they were going to respond to this. I went to their studio in Brooklyn and was like, okay, so we did all this work, and now I'm proposing that we do a ton more work to, to, to do this conference that just happened to come into my life, this, this uh, knowledge about it. I say that, and Katie mentions that, oh, just last night I was talking to Joelle about how I really want to go to an amazing conference, puts like more time into my life to have that opportunity to network and be at a conference. I'm like, well, here's the conference. So, uh, you know, we should do it. And and that was a leap of faith for all of us, but we took it because there it was an opportunity and also because of kind of where the sinks in the movie were already taking us. And for me, as I mentioned before, it was a lot of just breaking breaking down. Like, you know, here I was... Uh, somebody we're coming. We're coming to the near the end of the segment. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt here, and I want to continue uh, with uh, with your stories about what went on at the conference and your experiences talking with the various uh, people that were there. Sure. So we'll be back after a short break. Okay. 
worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, 
than 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. Our guest today is Jennifer Palmer, writer, producer, and central character in the movie Synchronicity and the Collective Dream. Time is art. Now, Jennifer, I, I put synchronicity and collective dream first because that, to me, describes the movie better mm. than the word time is art, which is the message of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, it took me a long time to figure out being able to uh, put that order in because I oh, love I that. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, <laughs> it. It's that's what. Yeah, good. I'm glad you do. Uh, so, let take us out to uh, that conference in the desert in California, where uh, one of my colleagues, Jim Tucker, was presenting. He's he he's here at the University of Virginia, um, head of a division of perceptual studies that studies near death experiences and reincarnation. And he was there uh, among many other people. So tell us about your experiences there and what you learned. Well, yeah, it, again, it was very, um, very uh, synchronicity heavy event, for me, <laughs> not just because it was the conference, but because of the act of where we were at with the film, already having filmed so much of it. But then, you know, now inviting this whole other part, I was feeling at that point, like, here I go, I'm going to be speaking to people like Richard Tarnas, um, who is, you know, one of the, yeah, one of the, you know, the, the main people who has inspired works on understanding synchronicity through his works with astrology and, uh, understanding the cosmos. And I'm like, here I am, but, but, but through the process of this film, I'm at this point where I don't feel like I know what this is about anymore. And I, I wanted to have informed questions, informed conversations with these people I considered luminaries in my mind that that I was we were just you know and trying to plan that out so that it would be a really great conversation and, and feeling more and more especially as we got closer and closer to the day that that uh, filming and at the conference that I that I was just having so many synchronicities myself and having that kind of breaking open experience again that I didn't I wasn't really on steady ground to ask these questions and that was a bit of a battle for me, and I realized that's such a lesson from synchronicity is to kind of surrender into it and to just kind of understand, hey, this is perfect. You don't need to know everything. You can go into the conversation where you're at and let it kind of trust that you've come this far for a reason and that we're at this conference and that, you know, it's going to be great. And and in a way, that that is much more, to me, the, the attitude of and, and the, the kind of healing aspects that synchronicity can give you is like we so much of our lives, we, we want to know how to do everything perfectly. We want to um, go into things being like, well, I, I must be the expert because that's what they want me to be. And I have I can't be wrong about anything. And when when you start paying attention to synchronicities, you start paying attention to the fact that right and wrong are not really so set in stone. You know, I've you, I've, I've yeah. had to uh, learn that uh, doing this radio show. Um, there you go. Uh, that 
Uh, I, I was nervous at first and organized a lot of stuff, and I still do, as you heard me at the beginning, but I didn't organize it as much as I had in the past. And the idea of just being, uh, of allowing the context, uh, what's around me, to help influence uh, what I say requires believing that it can happen, but it requires also not being anxious. Anxiety gets in the way of letting the uh, feelings flow through me to be able to do something spontaneously that fits the circumstances. Absolutely, and that, that's so perfectly put because if you. once once you're in the um, kind of sync flow like and accept that, that, okay, things, I'm just kind of, you accept that, you know, I'm in the the exact place I'm supposed to be at the exact time, even if it's, you know, that I'm waiting online at the bank, I'm, I'm supposed to be there. And this is a moment that I can be present in and be mindful of what, you know, the universe might be trying to reveal through synchronicities. So I was doing that and just put, just stayed in that kind of observing mindset, but also, you know, trying, trying to do a good job, trying not just zoning out and not like having, you know, not paying attention to the conversation it, you know, not putting an effort in, but not well, just, being worried, like you just, said, being just, calm. Just as you're t- describing that, I, I think it's going to fit and help you even sharpen your clarity of what you just described uh, using um, the original definition of synchronicity, at least as far as I could tell, uh, falling together in time. Mm. Y- Jung got that from Ladao, from looking at uh, the I Ching kind of uh, thinking, that right. the important thing was not uh, – a causes B as much as what's happening around me now. Exactly. And, and that's what you are describing coming open to being. And Tarnas describes Jung sitting in his office uh, by the lake, being tuned in to all the different sounds and visions that happen around him in this very quiet area. And you're doing, making, getting yourself to do that same kind of in the flow feeling at the mm-hmm. conference. Absolutely. And what was so cool about it is that it opened up a greater understanding, I think, you know, for me of synchronicity and what you were talking about. Um, these it, it, synchronicity is part of a larger kind of opening, I think, in which, you know, when you talk about near death experiences or past life regressions or, uh, you know, te- telepathy and connections that that seem to to many people not to have a reality to them, you're open to synchronicity kind of carries a lot of the same connectivity that I think it was either Young or somebody else said, uh, I think it was Young said that synchronicity and telepathy are two different sides of the same coin. And I, and I think that's so true. Like, and that's kind of the, the currency literally that we're getting and the currency that we're plugging into is that we have these abilities and we've lost connection with them. And so these aren't new things. I think that more and more people are experiencing more synchronicities now because it's it's time for this knowledge to come back into play in, in a mainstream way so that people can say, hey, you know, I do have psychic abilities. I'm going to start learning more about how to use them and I'm going to be open to that. And I think something like synchronicity is one of those cracking opens to showing people hey you're you're stronger and and you're you there's more to you than you thought there's more to your life story absolutely uh it's just what i'm trying to do what you're describing is uh, synchronicity uh, pierce the arrows the pierce the 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 web of Maya. They make holes in our illusions and help see, help us see beyond. And one of the things to see beyond is our 
potential for uh, telepathy and clairvoyance and precognition, just as you had your response to your aunt. Each of us has those capacities, and my research shows that people do this with some regularity. They just don't talk about it that much, but right. it's out there. So one of the things that synchronicity shows us are telepathic and psi capacities. But there's also more. Um, that That's one level of coincidence um, teaching people. And I like that it's not taught by by science, by data, as much as their own experience, supported by data. But there's more to it. There are super synchronicities. There are coincidences that are hard to explain in telepathic ways. And we only have about three and a half minutes left, but uh, could you talk about coincidences that are really far out and groovy, that are really low probability (laughs) coincidences? Oh, uh, gee, well... um just you know think i mean it's it's funny because there's so they they happen for me now they i just am aware of them almost on a, a daily basis you know which yeah. is i think ultimately where the the healing with synchronicity takes you that you kind of realize everything syncs in, in a lot of ways and and then if everything is, is in sync then in a way nothing is in sync it's almost not noteworthy anymore but these the the they show up when you need them to to kind of give you this uh kind of, you know, opening. And I and I, I recently um, you know, had an experience online where I connected uh accidentally through through a, a Facebook uh click, you know, that I thought was a stranger who was a recommended kind of friend with the way they give you that on Facebook. And it turned out that it was the sister in law of an ex of mine who I hadn't spoken to for many years. And by clicking on her profile I saw pictures of him and was kind of shocked and hadn't you know been ready to see that and it was a real like oh wow that's now I, I just found him again many years later and what that then brought up was I realized I clicked around and realized that his father who I had been close with and actually liked at the end of the day more than than my ex um, had passed away from from cancer a couple years before and I, I felt sad about that I was like oh well I you know I didn't realize that and thought about him and uh, shortly after, uh, I uh, found out from a friend um, that another that a friend who was close to me at the time when I when I had been with my ex, and that uh, we ceased being friends because of the bad breakup that I had with my ex, and there was a whole story with that. So I hadn't spoken to her for many years. I learned uh, a couple days later that she was she had been diagnosed with cancer. And um, and I hadn't known about her for many years or been in touch with her. And a friend just happened to let me know. So, again, it was this connection. And, it, and the realization there was the story that I've been thinking about with my ex that I didn't – I it, it was the realization I, I need to reach out to this other friend because this is like the universe kind of giving me a chance here to not just say, oh, okay, whatever, like that's too painful to go back through the past, but this – like, you know, things really do happen and you really do uh, lose that chance to have this conversation in, in this reality. I think you can still have the conversation. But that was a very powerful kind of connection over cancer, over online, you know, happenstance where you're just kind of clicking through randomly. And then you kind of bring up this whole thing from your past. So that, that was a recent one that was, was powerful. 
but you know, the, the best sync stories, and, and I know we're running out of time, but the best sync stories, and I encourage people in their own lives to look at this, are love and friendship stories because almost every love story and every great friendship has synchronicities surrounding it. You know, you realize, oh, if I hadn't gone to that cafe on that day, I wouldn't have found so and so, or I oh, wouldn't yeah. have heard, or and I wouldn't have found that, their book, or you know, and we're, whatever. And we're getting, and unfortunately, we're getting near the end. Uh, and they can see some of those stories in my book, Connecting with Coincidence. Jennifer, it's been a delight having you on here. You're so articulate and so experienced in coincidences. Thank you for being with us. 